To another episode of From the Horse Box. I'm Claire. And I'm Kate. On our travels today, we are heading to the top European show jumping venues to hear about behind the scenes and competing on the international show jumping circuit. We're rather nervous that our horse box isn't going to cut the mustard for this episode as we head into this sport which has such a glamorous reputation. A braver, more amazing girl it would be difficult to meet, and we can't wait to hear the stories from her career so far. We introduce Puissance winning, Hickstead Derby competitor, hunting girl and new mother to Lily, Charlotte Flack. Charlotte, you didn't have horsey parents. You had amazing parents who backed up your dreams of horses to buy a stud farm in Wiltshire. How did it all begin? Um, So when we were, I was three years old, uh, my mum and dad had a friend of ours at school that wanted us to go and do something on the weekend just to get rid of us really. Um, and give us something to do. So we went to the riding school. Um, we started doing that most weekends, and then it just spiralled, really. Uh, let's go as many times as we could, and then I eventually got a pony when I was eight. I was lucky enough to get a pony called Sheba, and she was a New Forest pony. She was. We were told she was 14 years old, and she was a total schoolmistress. She was amazing. But every time we went to local shows and um, met people at the shows, they'd be like, oh... We know Sheba, we learned to ride on her, but they were sort of probably 30s and 40s and they learned to ride on her when they were children, so we think she was a lot older than, than we were told. <laughs> well, she obviously gave you an amazing experience. So you had a lovely childhood in the countryside. How important is living in the countryside to you? Living in the countryside is hugely important to me. I've been brought up in the countryside and I don't think I could ever go back to living or go into living in a town or city. Um, I love being out with the animals. We're lucky, you know, with our dogs and horses and obviously going out in the countryside when we're trail hunting on the horses as well as on the quad bikes. Uh, it's really nice to be amongst the wildlife and in the open space. Um, and I want that for Lily as well, to be able to enjoy all that that I've been so lucky to enjoy. You do a lot of teaching, Charlotte. Um, is all the teaching that you do um, to do with the show jumping world, um, do they have to be a sort of certain standard when they come to you? Uh, no, it's not at all. Actually, I mainly teach a lot of eventers um, for their show jumping. And now a lot of Wednesday riders come to me uh, for their show jumping practice, which is lovely. And we also teach some young show jumpers, young riders, uh, more than sort of old ones, just the way it, it sort of is at the moment. But it's not that you have to be a certain level, but we have to, they, everyone has to have their own horses or ponies. We don't supply them, we're not a riding school, so... They bring their own and, and I like to help people with their confidence and any special needs, specific needs they have for their horses or themselves and try and help them overcome things and achieve their goals and aims. So you obviously have to cope with a wide range of abilities. What, what do you do if someone who isn't a natural, how do you cope with that? Uh, you try and be diplomatic. <laughs> uh, no, it's, you know, we spend the first session assessing everybody and the horse and rider, mm-hmm. what they've achieved already and what their goals are. And we try and work towards that and just try and get everybody to believe in themselves and have a lot of self-belief and confidence because so much of it comes from that and the success and everything. And then just 
plan various exercises depending on ability and of the horse and rider really confidence plays an awful a lot in in um, jumping and, and competition you know how do you find coping with people's mindsets specifically if they're not um very brave yeah it's hugely important i think that's the one of the biggest things really with any sport um specifically well show jumping but yeah any sport it's really important because you have to have belief in yourself and in your horse to do what you're doing and anything especially with the horses you know anything you're feeling any doubt or worry or nervous they can feel that and and that filters down to them um and actually i had my first proper trainer he used to make us recite when we went before we went into the ring to compete we used to have to stand at the gate and we used to have to say i love myself i love my horse and the jumps are easy which sounds really silly but when you say that and you recite it before you go in it does have an effect mentally and it does give you a positive you know, thought pattern going in, it definitely helps. That's a good tip. Yeah. There you well, go. Remember that when you're out in the field. I like that one. <laughs> well, confidence breeds sort of confidence, really, doesn't it? Exactly. And the horses look to you for that. And I, so many times, I think even if you're, you get to a fence and you're not where you think you're supposed to be, you know, you think you're not in the right place. If you're confident with it, they go, you know, especially the younger ones. That's how they learn. They don't know that you're in the wrong place. They just look to you. And if you say, go on, they're much more likely to, to do that. What do you think makes you a strong competitor then? Uh, I'd like to say I, I'm focused um, and I'm, I am highly organised. Uh, I try to be a perfectionist with everything I do. I practice if I'm worried, I can't, you know, something's not going to plan or I have any concerns about something, I practice it as much as possible. And I've never really suffered too much from nerves, which I'm lucky about in, in regards to riding. As an owner, I don't know about you, Kate, but I find that a whole different ball game. <laughs> I find everything very nerve-wracking. I, uh, I hate watching as an owner because I've only got no control. You know, someone else is riding, I just want it to go so well for them. Um, but as a rider, I've never, luckily, never really suffered with that. always tried to have the sort of fake it till you make it attitude and, and you know, pretend you're confident even if you're not. So what do you think makes a good show jumping course? I think it needs to be flowing and inviting and ask the right level of questions for the horses and riders partaking. Obviously, if they're younger horses, it needs to be straightforward and nice and not trappy or tricky with no half distances or scary fillers in awkward places. Obviously, older horses, you can ask more questions from and they'd have tighter times. Um, but what I really don't like is that happens a few times is you'll have a 130 or 140 class and then a British novice or 90 centimetre class afterwards and they will just put the height of the fences down and you will jump the same course, which yes. to me is is silly because you're at two completely different ends of the spectrum uh, and to expect them to do the same thing, the same type of course, although it's smaller, is, is crazy. Um, so do you sort of ideally follow certain course designers? Definitely. I think everybody does, really. You always have one that, or two that you prefer, the courses that you find more inviting, or some that you think feel really big and scary. Uh, and I know for myself that I've certain course builders that have always built when I've qualified for Horse Year Show and things, that, so you always try to go back to them if you can. Can you give us any special tips on course walking? It's really just trying to be organised and trying to be calm. Uh, walking the course on your own or with a trainer, try not to walk it with your friends. You get too distracted chatting and gossiping about what's been going on. So try and stay focused and think about the horse that you're riding, because obviously every horse is different. And make sure, really important one, make sure you know where the start and finish beams are, because sometimes the course builders will try and be tricky 
and actually you can end up not going through it either at the beginning or the end and then of course you're you're eliminated so can I just ask about some of the courses you've jumped the Hickstead Derby course would, would it be fair to say it's sort of there's a certain element of hunting riding in it and a crossover into show jumping with the banks and the rustic fences definitely it's much more related to your hunting than than show jumping really I think that's why it's very specific both horse and rider a lot of people don't like jumping that class uh, because it is big and scary and bold and you've got your ditches and your hedges nothing like the Wednesday hedges but <laughs> So is that one of the most difficult courses to tackle, the Hickster Derby? I think so. It does ask a lot of questions. And, you know, you have to, obviously, you've got a small jump on the top of the bank. So you've got to jump over that. But then you've literally got one and a half strides till you're at the edge of that big bank. So you have to stop so you don't jump off the end. And then you get to the bottom, you've got a one metre fifty vertical. So everything comes really quick. And it's, it does ask a lot of questions. Is that <laughs> like the Weiches then? To a degree, to a degree. <laughs> It's a pretty elite club to go clear there, I think, isn't it? Um, and talk us about, do you enjoy jump-offs? I do. I love the jump-offs. I think everybody likes to have fun and sort of get to it and, and you know, chase the clock and be competitive. Although I, I have been told when I used to ride for Henry Harding um, sometimes, because I love to have a clear round. So if there's any doubt, I'd rather go for a clear round than go fast and have fence. And I remember him saying to me how much he hated time faults. And if you had a time fault, you'd rather you fell off before you came out the arena than jumped a nice clear round and had a time fault because you just didn't tolerate that. Do you have to count every stride to get the, that level of seconds shaved off your time? For the time, no. It's just having the majority of show jumping is about your rhythm. It's about having a good, consistent rhythm. Obviously, when you're in the jump off, that rhythm needs to be a bit quicker. Um, and, and trying to make your best possible angles, really. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not about counting your strides. So it's not a maths exercise? Definitely not, no. because I think there would be a lot of show jumpers that wouldn't partake then. So who trains you, Charlotte, and how often? Uh, well, currently, obviously, I'm not competing as much because of my back problems, but uh, when I do compete, Rob Bevis, he is who I go to. He's obviously local. He's competed at top level and training show jumping and racehorses <laughs> uh, when I am in full swing we aim to train every couple of weeks to keep on top of the older horses and any problems I'm having as well as bringing on the younger horses and then occasionally if I get a chance I try to go to Angelie von Essen who's based in Holmes Chapel and she's a Swedish championship rider so I find her really good from a lady's point of view as well. So it's good to have diff different trainers. Definitely, to a degree. I think, you know, you can have too many because obviously everybody will say different things. So you don't want to confuse yourself uh, by going to a different person every week. But it definitely helps to have different points of view, I think. Who would you say are your show jumping role models? Well, obviously the Whitakers. I think the Whitakers are <laughs> notorious household names and everybody looks up to them. Um, and then uh, a lady called Nikki Bolter I used to look up to as a young rider watching her in the Hickster Derby actually she was only late teens early 20s competing really successfully around the Hickster Derby and I just thought she was such an inspiration and then Anjali um, who I go to when I can she competes at such a high level she's really petite and so tiny yet so effective and strong in her riding and really disciplined and she's who I aspire to ride like. What's the worst moment you've had in a show jumping round? Mm, there's two that spring to mind 
One is when I was in, working in Holland, it was my first big class internationally on, on a horse owned by my boss. And I was jumping around, it was about 140. And about halfway around, all going really well, and I heard the bell go. So I stopped, obviously went to come out the arena, thinking I have no idea why, but I've obviously been eliminated. Turned out it was the bell in the arena next door. Oh, oh no. So as you can imagine, that did not go down very well, and I got in a lot of trouble for that. Um, and sadly, the other one was actually Rutina, who I who competed in the pre-sons at Horse Year Show. We tried to jump the pre-sons at Olympia three years later because we weren't actually allowed to jump it the year that she won at Horse Year Show. Um, so we were invited three years later, but she just had a foal, and we'd only weaned it sort of six, eight weeks earlier. So there was a lot of pressure, and we didn't quite get where we needed to be and ready but you know having the invitation to compete Olympia once in a lifetime opportunity we all wanted to go and do our best but sadly she just was not up to it and we unfortunately got eliminated in the first round so obviously on BBC One and everything else that was (laughs) that wasn't great but you know it's horses and they're not machines so do you enjoy competing internationally and how do you think competitions abroad differ from those at home I love competing abroad for me, it's it's the best thing. It, you know, it's like a holiday as well as, as shows. Yes. Um, but no, the shows, I think generally, obviously with a, a few exceptions, they run better abroad. The prize money is better. The courses are better. You get to compete with the best riders in the world, which you don't get to as often over here because it's harder for them to come over into England. Well, in Europe, it's obviously a lot easier for all the riders to go to the shows. Um, and also, obviously, the better weather and the chance to go to the beach is always a bonus. So they keep their horses fresh by going to the beach, whereas you might keep your horses fresh by going trail hunting or Exactly. You know, else. it's just keeping them sweet and keeping mm. them interested. So anything that's a bit different, so they don't get stale. In 2014, you won the Puissance at Hoys on Retina Khan, clearing 2.11 metres, which is 6 feet 11. What does it feel like as you approach that wall, Charlotte? Uh, the last round was terrifying. <laughs> the first round, actually, with her was the hardest because she, she was difficult to jump around a course of fences. So in the first round, you have to jump three fences and then the wall. After that, you just jump one fence, the triple bar, and then the wall. So it becomes a lot easier. So after the first round was out of the way, it was a relief. Then I really enjoyed the second, third, and fourth round. That was great fun. Like The atmosphere was electric. She was jumping amazing. The last round, which was actually two meters twenty, um, she she jumped amazing. But I was, yeah, it was quite scary. <laughs> I couldn't see over. She couldn't see over. And to be honest, I, I put a bit of leg on. I kind of squeezed off the floor, thinking, "Please jump this." But you and actually I, had faith in her. You knew she could do it. Well, I hope she could. We'd never jumped anything like that before. Uh, we was we weren't sure that we were going to to actually compete at Hoys, although we qualified. It was never our intention, and we thought, "Oh no, you know." But with the opportunity, again, just think we'll have a go. Never expected to win it. So when she jumped it, I mean, yeah, it was just phenomenal. Chance of a lifetime, really. Absolutely. Well, I I happened to be there and I had a huge admiration for you. What did it feel like when you won? Unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. It's hard to explain it because it's all a bit of a blur. It doesn't really feel, it didn't really feel real, to be honest. It's kind of like having a bit of a dream and it was very strange, but... Yeah, amazing at the same time. And um, how did it feel to beat all the men? Oh, well, <laughs> we share, actually shared in the end, uh, four of us. There was three men, but I was the only lady. So that was, yeah, great. And, and the guys are great. They're always good fun. And 
It's always nice to beat men. Of course it is. <laughs> Ladies mm. champions and everything. And did that win change your career in any way? It, it did. We got more uh, invitations to shows that we wouldn't have got into before. Uh, we actually got invited to a World Cup show the following two weeks later. Unfortunately, I was going to see my sister in Australia that we had booked and obviously we, we went there. But uh, I wish I'd managed to go. But obviously, we got more sponsors from that, more show invitations few more horses to ride and actually it did my win did go viral on twitter which i don't even know how to use but everybody thought i was seeing harry styles but it wasn't me it was obviously <laughs> the late caroline flack but uh yeah so that was interesting goodness so equestrianism is one of the few sports where men and women compete on equal terms how equal do you find it i think these days it's changed a lot you used to have a lot of ladies and gents classes they don't exist so much anymore. You had the King's, King George at Hickstead and the Queen Elizabeth, which was separate. But now those classes are open to everybody. Uh, they're more inclusive. And I know with the international, I don't know um, if you know, Kate, but they freeze points. So uh, top riders, you get your points that roll on every 12 months. And now with female riders, if you become pregnant, they will freeze that. So you keep your points. I think it's for six months or something. So you don't slip down the list because otherwise your rankings slip down. So it just helps, again, keep you on a more equal playing field. Yes, I think eventing better catch up quick. <laughs> um, tell us about your sponsorship. Uh, so I have long-term sponsors from Devacu Saddles, a French saddle company, which I love. Uh, Red Mills Horse Feeds, they've been really supportive for us. Uh, Golden Paste, which is a turmeric supplement. Olvasa, uh, providing all kinds of horse and rider wear. And Zandona horse boots um, from Italy, which are are really good. Which are your favourite jumping venues? You must go to an awful lot of different places, um, especially locally. Which ones do you especially enjoy? So obviously, Bowlesworth and Liverpool being on our our doorstep, we are so lucky to have them because they are fantastic venues. There's also a new indoor been put up at Kelso Hill Equestrian Centre, and that is looking fantastic. So they're hopefully going to have a lot more show jumping shows there, which would be great. Aintree is another one which I particularly enjoy. The atmosphere, although it's a slightly smaller arena, I think it's a great atmosphere, the arena they have there. Um, and then obviously we're lucky to go to places like Southie and Tushium close by, really handy for us. And then obviously Olympia, Horsiersha and Hickstead are, are everyone's kind of ultimate aims. I remember seeing Matt Sampson's famous song now on Facebook uh, as a means to entering Bowlesworth show jumping. Do you remember um, hearing all about that? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, Matt is such a great character for the sport and he's so outgoing and, and that song was so catchy and went completely viral uh, on Facebook and, and God knows where else. And to the point where other riders actually in Europe, you know, were trying the same kind of means to get into other shows. Uh, he was just fantastic and it's it's a great thing to help publicise our sport. It made show jumping look a lot of fun. I remember that. Show jumping is a lot of fun. Yeah. The parties are good, especially at Bowlesworth. The parties there are fantastic. British show jumping has had some great successes in the last decade with Olympic team gold at London 2012 and Olympic individual gold at Rio in 2016 with Nick Skelton and Big Star. Have these made a big impact on British show jumping today? I think they did, Definitely. You know, anything like that is fantastic for publicity for the sport. Obviously, it makes all the national news, the national papers, brings more funding and support to the sport and to help 
with the young riders and the training and also inspires young riders and other riders to get involved and, and brings more people into the sport. And obviously with 2012 being in London, it was extra special. So with COVID, Brexit and EHV, it must be a pretty rough time at the top of your sport at the moment. It's definitely not making things easy. Brexit's made it increasingly difficult to transport horses abroad now and the phenomenal amounts of paperwork and the increased expense. I wouldn't be surprised if more professional riders don't race base abroad. Uh, obviously, it impacts the sales as well. And and with the EHB, a lot of riders, well, last year with COVID, we're in Spain, managed a week and then had to come home because the borders were closed. And then this year, we're out for a week. And then obviously, the EHB outbreak had to come home again. So it's just, it is making it really difficult. But hopefully, from what I know and have heard, the EHB outbreak has now been contained. So hopefully and covid obviously going we can move forward with everything yes fingers crossed when you're not competing and producing show jumpers what else do you enjoy doing i love walking the dogs uh, around our amazing countryside here and up and down as far as we can go really especially when the weather's like it is at the moment it's just fantastic uh, to go with to the pub with friends and family we're again lucky around here we've got a lot of lovely so you're very settled in, in our part trees. of the world now in that Absolutely, yeah, I love it round here, and obviously spending time spending time with Lily as much as I can. Well, you certainly have a very busy life, and you also have an online tack and clothing business. We all love a good, love a good shop, and I think Kate and I are both very interested in some stylish Italian wear. What's your best seller? All the britches. You'll have to try some on. We've got some great britches. They're super comfortable and extra stylish. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. It sounds very chic. Perhaps we should have our game. But let's get out of the arena and into the mud. Tell us about your first day with the Wednesday. Well, originally we had a couple of days before I really got into the seasons with Quig, going from Quigley's with Alking to meet. So we'd sort of have a show jumpers day out, really, where sort of six or eight of us would meet up and we'd hack from, from Quigley's base and go off hunting <laughs> and I remember one time one of the poor Irish lads based with Dave first field we got into was on a barely backed four-year-old off he went and everyone's gone and we didn't know where we were going <laughs> and then uh, since starting properly the last few seasons yeah it's just been great and Edward Matson, obviously I've known through breeding our, our show jumpers and everything he's been really really supportive and he always comes to check if I'm okay and, and makes sure everything's going well. It's nice to hear about the Quigleys as well. I'm sure they could cope with um, all those uh, antics. That sounds a lot of fun. Now, is there a horse in the Wednesday field that you'd like a day on? There's actually two specific ones that spring to mind. The first one that I've admired since I started following uh, is Mr. Turner's horse. Big dark horse with white blaze and the yes, mane. It's a very good horse. Oh, he looks lovely. And I'm sure if he's listening to this, he's aware that I like his horse a lot. Uh, the other one actually is a bit of a story is Evie Patterson's new horse, Lambert. Um, I went up to Yorkshire two years ago to try some horses for a customer. And when I was there, the man had just bought this big chestnut horse and he asked if I could give it a jump so he could see what it was like. And uh, I really liked it. So I said, oh, you know, will you sell him? No, no, I want to hunt him and join him. He's just for me. He's just for me. Then last year, as I uh, did a bit of coaching with Evie, she said, oh, I've got, I've got this lovely new horse. Now she brings it. I, was like, I know this horse. <laughs> so, yeah, so she bought Lambert. So I would love to have a go on him hunting because he's got so much scope and fantastic. So very exciting. 
Is there a huge um, contrast between the show jumping, sparkly glamour and the sort of trail hunting, the mud and the, the tweed? Um, how do you see the two together? I love a bit of both. And certainly when I go out, I try to mix a bit of bling with a bit of country chic. <laughs> Uh, and out hunting, you'll often find a little bit of bling under my jacket and my belt. So don't tell everybody. I think, that, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> um, your horse box is, or can be, your second home. Um, tell us about yours. We've been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have some amazing trucks previously with slide out, satellite TV, sleeping six or eight people and, and still having room to take eight horses, which we often do. Um, when, away, when we're away for so long, it's so important to have the facilities for cooking and washing. Um, you know, when you go to Spain, you see the most amazing ones, even ones as well as popping out, they pop up. So you have like an upstairs. It's like two stories. It's phenomenal. Uh, you know, bars and baths and playstations and barbecues built in. It's just insane. Mm. Do you have any particular favorite gadget in, in your truck? I just love to have a nice warm shower, if I'm honest. At the end of the day, there's nothing better than being nice and warm and clean. So, Charlotte, we now have the equivalent of a jump off. Some quick fire questions. Now, there's no bell. Heels or flats? Heels. Bling or tweed? Both. Grass or surface? Surface, sorry. What was your favourite subject at school? Sports. Do you have a lucky item of clothing when competing? No, I don't. I'm not superstitious. What makes you laugh no matter what? Lily. Where would you most like to visit? Mexico. Warm blood or thoroughbred? Definitely a warm blood. And the final one, seven foot puissance wall or bottom of the white cheese tiger trap? Completely depends what horse I'm riding, Kate. <laughs> Absolutely. Now to finish, we ask all our guests if they have a joke or a motto which you could share with us. Uh, a motto I tend to live by is Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I think that's a good one. Wow. Well, that really is raising the bar. I don't know about you, Claire, but I've learned so much about show jumping. No time for any Jilly Cooper chat. Yes, and remember, I love myself, I love my horse, and the jumps are easy. Good job. You don't want to get your smart new Italian britches dirty. And we know who to follow over a Wednesday gate. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for joining us and we wish you every success in the future. And to our listeners, please press the subscribe button so you won't miss our next episode and please spread the word. Yes, thank you from the horse box, which sadly has no pop-ups or pop-outs. But Claire keeps it well stocked and who knows, next month it could be you in the hot seat. <laughs>